Hello, beautiful friends. Welcome back to another Friday Faith Foundations episode on the Robin Graham Show. I am Robin Graham, your host and a business growth strategist and Christian business coach for entrepreneurs and small business owners who want to grow their business to the next level without the stress, overwhelm, distractions of social media. Today's episode is just me here with my mic, no fanfare, just an organic presentation on what the Holy Spirit laid on my heart this week. And I have a question for you. Are you a control freak? If the answer to that is yes, it's time to let go of control and let God. Do you feel the need to control your life and situations? maybe even people? If yes, it is truly time to let go of that control and let God be your guiding force. Say adios to being a control freak. That feels really hard and really ugly, doesn't it? Oh, how I know. Being an anxious introvert that I am, I have experienced this control freak syndrome before. It's taken me years, but finally, I feel like I'm letting go. And oh my goodness, how refreshing it is. So what is the control freak? Here's the simple answer. The control freak is that inner voice that says, wait, it's not perfect yet. I have to do everything. No, I have to do it or it won't be right. I better learn more first. No one else will ever be able to do this the way I do it. I'll just wait until I know it will work. What if you mess this up? I have to do it this way or it won't work. There are more phrases, of course, that the control freak says, but the point is, that the control freak is a critic. She is very closely related to the perfectionist, maybe even her identical twin, and thinks she needs to control every situation to ensure everything goes the way she thinks it should. There's no spontaneity. And the result, continuously living with doubt, fear, overthinking, and procrastination. In addition, you feel exhausted because you're always on duty, doing it all, so you think. But in reality, others offer to help you, but you don't trust they will do it right or good enough. The fact is, our thoughts aren't always the best thoughts. Isaiah 55, 9 says, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Here's the thing about our thoughts. They're human. As humans, we're distracted, distracted by secular influences. And let's face it, the devil himself. So when we find ourselves trying to control a situation, person, or outcome, we need to quiet our inner control freak and turn to God. Most of the time, we don't know what we don't know. And we aren't meant to build our lives and businesses alone. We need God to equip us. The gifts of the spirit, 
wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord awaken us to the next best action steps to take to grow. And we need people around us to help us, to support us, to advise us, or we will experience burnout. The control freak is not perfect. There's a misconception our control freak has that she is perfect. And if she maintains control of everything, everything will work out in her favor. The driving force for seeking control is not, or I should say, is the need to be perfect so that others will be impressed. Yes, there are times when we need to impress ourselves, but this would be called pride. And we are not to be proud, but humble. Being successful and living a good life isn't about bragging rights. We are reminded of this in James 4, 6. But he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. I love this verse from James. James 3, 2 reads, Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. And there we have it. We aren't perfect and we can't control ourselves. Therefore, we can't control others or situations. The more we try, the more we fail because people see through the lack of trust in our ability. Being hypervigilant results in loss of relationships and decreased productivity. Did you know that happiness increases productivity? Scientifically, that's so. This is important because when you live in need of being in control, you don't relax, you don't let your guard down, and you are less likely to have a gratitude practice because you are always on the lookout for what could go wrong instead of looking at what went right or what you are doing well at. When you don't focus on what has gone well and the blessings you've been given, you don't achieve a sustained level of success. So where can you look for help? In 2 Samuel twenty two thirty one, we are told that as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is fearless. He is a shield for all who take refuge in him. Imagine if we let go and let God. Timing and results will be exactly what they should be. His plan is perfect. Therefore, we can let go of control and rely on him. And when it feels really hard, we can take refuge in him, lean into him, let him hold us by the right hand and lead us. To let go, you need belief and trust. The belief that God will always equip you for what he's called you. In addition, belief in the gifts he has given you and belief in others that they can help you or that they need you. In the case of your soulmate clients, believe they need you. And sometimes when you just go for it and show up and become visible, they're more likely to find you, but you have to trust that they're looking for you. 
When you let down your guard of control, you'll start to see how God has been working. One way to better see God's blessings is to start a gratitude practice. Doing so will help you become more aware of how God is working in your life and for you. It's really simple. At the end of each day, write down three things you are grateful for. Three things that you saw throughout the day where you knew God was working. It may be as simple as the clean water he provided to fuel your body and brain, or the sharpened pencil that allowed you to write in a discovery call on your calendar. Control is fear. In Romans 8, 15, Paul tells us, for you did not receive a spirit of slavery that returned you to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The need, the need to control arises from fear, fear of failure, fear of making mistakes, fear of not pleasing others, fear. However, when you rely on the Holy Spirit and his gifts, fear will be alleviated. You'll be able to see past fear and begin to believe and trust. The more you believe and trust, the more you will be able to let go of control and find happiness. Therefore, you'll be able to let go of control. It's like a cycle. It will be baby steps, not giant leaps. So give yourself the grace to grow over time. Don't expect change overnight. Make a list of the areas in your life where you feel the most need for control. Then make a list of things you are comfortable to delegate. Select the person who has offered to help previously and give them the task or assign a chore to your child. The bed sheets and towels don't need to be folded perfectly. Wink, wink. Are you ready to let go of control? Remember, even Jesus surrendered control to God the Father. He could have saved himself from death on the cross, but he was obedient for you and me. Matthew 26, 39 says, Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed. My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And yet another reminder that we must submit control is in Jeremiah 10, 23. Lord, I know that people's lives are not their own. It is not for them to direct their steps. For an additional resource, Related to letting go of control, start a situational mindset modeling practice alongside prayer and reading scripture. God created our brains so miraculously that we can change the neural pathways in our brains. It requires practice, but we can do it. My five C's journaling method is a great place to begin. Start by catching the need to control, then challenge that need. Is this realistic? Do you have to control this person, situation, thing? Would someone you know and trust think that only you could accomplish this task? If the answer is no, change the thought that you need to have control. The more you change the thought of needing to be in control, the more you'll be able to control your need to control. As you have more control over your thoughts, you'll be more confident in letting go and letting God or letting others take the wheel for you. Anxiety, like fear, 
results in the need to control. The five C's journaling practice is also fabulous for navigating anxiety and helping you to release the need to be hyper vigilant. You've got this. If control is holding you back from growing your business, let's chat. As a business growth strategist and Christian business coach, mindset modeling is a significant part of my program. Your business won't grow if you lack belief and feel the need to control every aspect of your business. It's amazing what happens when you let go of perfectionism and control and open your mind to new ways of doing things. Opportunities arise. Schedule a free consult with me and we'll see what strategies you can implement to take the next best step to grow your business and relinquish your inner control freak. Be sure to head over to the show notes. I have linked several different episodes related to topics I've mentioned in this episode. And there's also a link to the situational mindset modeling. And if you have any questions, you know where to find me, robin at therobingram.com. I hope you all have a beautiful weekend. My prayers for you to find inner peace and strength to move forward in the way that God's calling you.